Today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network is brought to you by ZipRecruiter, our presenting sponsor. I just went over there this week, talked to them about hiring. We shared some tips with each other. I'm not sharing them here. You don't. You guys don't get to hear about uh, our shared mutual thoughts about culture and the importance of culture when you're hiring. But you could try ZipRecruiter. Their powerful technology distributes your job to dozens and dozens of the web's leading job boards and identifies the right people with the right experience, invites them to apply to your job. My listeners can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Meanwhile, Simply Safe just released its brand new home security system completely rebuilt and redesigned with new safeguards against power outages, downed Wi-Fi, cut landlines, bats, hammers, everything in between. It's smaller, faster, stronger than ever before. And what's truly remarkable, you still get 24-7 protection for only $15 a month, no contract. Supplies are limited. Visit simplysafebs.com. That is simply safe with two eyes. If you haven't subscribed to the recapables yet, check that out. Atlanta, we're covering it right now. In fact, you're listening to this maybe on a Thursday. Atlanta runs on FX that night. It's done at 1030 East Coast time. That's when we post the recapables. We break down every episode. It's 20 minutes or less. And we're going to be doing this for Billions and for Westworld as well. And if you want to check out all of our Ringer podcasts, including Larry Wilmore's podcast, I was in, I was dropping by at Forrest Whitaker on today. Wow. I immediately brought up Fast Times at Ridgemont High with him. I think he was a little disarmed. But uh, check out all of our podcasts. All I have to do is go to theringer.com slash podcast. Kind of a boring time now. We're waiting for March Madness. I hope you're listening to One Shining Podcast with Tate and Titus. They're going to have everything broken down this weekend. Coming up, a two part interview that I did on Tuesday afternoon with Chris Bosch, somebody I had been trying to convince to come on my podcast for a long time. And you're going to see why. I think this is one of the best basketball podcasts I've done. We had to split it into two parts. There are a lot of nuggets. He's a really thoughtful guy. And uh, and it's just cool. I mean, he's intersected with a lot of great players and been in a lot of great moments and, and has a rare ability to put everything in perspective. Here it is, part one, coming up right now. But first, our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, been waiting to do this one for a while. Chris Bosch, we did, you came on my HBO show. Yeah. And you had some really thoughtful comments about what Durant might be in, trying to fit his game into Golden was that, State. Was yeah, that and you, you were talking about, then. you know, people, you were talking about what you gave up when you went from being the guy in Toronto to yeah. being the, uh, I compared you to, I remember I wrote a piece once comparing you to like the bassist in a band. <laughs> where you're the lead singer and the guitarist and it's like yeah that's the other right. guy with the guitar and it's like but i'm a lead singer and a guitarist too and that was i know that was tough for you to deal with right it was um i don't think it, you know one thing about uh popular culture is that sometimes when you get involved in those things i mean our team was part of popular culture at the time and you get things thrown at you and then people forget really quickly yeah. It, it doesn't really matter anymore. Um, you talk about like five years later. Yeah, like five years later, it's like forgotten. And it's like, oh, yeah, hey, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> like it's all good. And then you start to see um, players that are in your shoes. They get, you know, kind of in, 
not an easier time, but they get more notoriety for their sacrifices, which is great. But I, I you know, I guess somebody kind of has to pioneer the land. Now guys like, you know, Draymond Green, he can be a team player and just go out there and play basketball and get his due. Yeah. And, and, and you know, people can get recognized for playing this great team sport because everybody wants to score. Everybody wants to make the big plays. Sometimes you have to do the little things, the game within the game that's as important, if not important, than the other things that people know what goes on. Well, I think basketball, the understanding of it has gotten so much more sophisticated this decade. There's people ready. It's a 365 day a year sport now. People yeah. are re- they're constantly looking for angles. Yeah, Data. 20 years ago, you're <laughs> you're relegated over. You're the third guy. This decade, it's like, hey, you know who's great? Chris Bosh. Here's some <laughs> stats that back up his impact. And when he's on the court, he's doing that. They're doing this, and yeah. and people just appreciated what you're doing more. I felt like. Well, yeah, I think I, know um, I did. Yeah, I think it's I think it's cool the way um, the game is going with. Uh, people being able to to really dig deep and see what the game truly means one and two see who affected the game and and I was kind of thrust in that position back in that time I mean I, when we think of when we think of being in the finals or being in a championship situation as a kid what do we do we're bouncing in the yeah. driveway and we're counting down and we're the ones that take the shot nobody says oh, man, I'm setting this game-winning pick <laughs> to right. get this guy open so he can make it. We don't think of that. So naturally, um, you have to come from that place to saying, okay, in order for us to win, these things have to happen. And um, it's it's quite a question because everybody, and even if you're successful in doing it once, let's say, hey, I'm supposed to be a facilitator for this team to do well we win a championship, that's great. Then everybody starts getting deals. Everybody starts getting notoriety. Then it's like, okay, we need you to facilitate less and be an encouraging guy mm. on the bench. Everybody doesn't want to hear that. Yeah. You know, even if it's uh, for the benefit of the team. And that's always um, the challenge, especially with team sports. Um, well, I mean, the greatest play of your career, I'm not even sure people fully understand what it was and meanwhile it was one of the great rebounds of all time so i'll tell you a story when i was in toronto um sam mitchell was my coach and i was averaging like 20 something points a game and if i wasn't scoring like in the first half i'd just be terrible yeah i play a bad game and he pulled me to the side one day. He always used to pull me to the side and just tell me all the time like hey man look you can't just because you're not scoring, you can't let that affect you. You're still a good, great player. Yeah. You need to be like that on both ends of the court. Just because you're not scoring doesn't mean you can't rebound and, you know, be a bum on defense. You have to do better. You got to do better. And he was always on me. And in that particular um, series, really, offense wasn't it's, it was not going to be it for me. You the know, 13 finals. Yeah, it's, it's going to be It's too tough to get a bucket. We we have a plethora of talent on offense, so we've got to move it. If I've got it, I've got it. If I don't, move it and get other guys, um, you know, second and third and fourth situations. But I had to be a certain type of player on defense. You have to be great on defense. You have to be great in the little things. And 
that message was always resonating with me the whole series, especially when it got tough, because, you know, you, you try to remember old lessons or things just come to you at certain times. And what he told me back then was was huge. And and you end up getting the rebound that leads to the greatest shot of all time. Yeah. I mean, and you get a rebound nice in sequence. traffic. It didn't feel like traffic to me. It's see in the in the video. It's yeah, traffic. You know, it like it was just one of those things. Like this is mine. You know, it's yeah. meant for me. It was like slow motion. You know, I tell people I didn't experience. I watched a replay of it, and it was way faster than what it looked like. I thought it was like way slower. And somebody showed me because it was like, "How did you see Ray?" I said, "I don't know. He was just right there. It just made sense." <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, he was looking at me. I said, "You know, he just passed it." And and the one guy in history who had actually practiced that shot because he's a psychopath. Yeah, he, and yeah, he, he spent three hours for the game. <laughs> he practicing his footwork for yeah, that shot. Who I else would him. even think to do that? I I, I know. And, and I asked him after the game. We were taking a shower. You know, I'm just kind of just in a daze. I was in a daze for 24 hours. Yeah. you know, like you know, did that happen? It's like you checking you to make you're sure you're still alive, right? Yeah. <laughs> And we were, you know, we hit the showers, and I asked him, like, do you practice that? Of course. He said, yeah, I practice He's that. He's like, I'm a crazy person. And I do practice that. ever since that day, I practice that same shot. I tell guys, man, you got to – I watch him doing drills. He'll lay on the floor and get up and run to the three-point line and shoot it. You know? I wrote uh, – so I was there because we were doing TV that year. Uh-huh. And then I wrote a, a column about a year later because I still couldn't get over the game. I've been to a lot of great basketball games. I've been lucky. That one, I, I, I've just never seen anything like that. You guys were done. The crowd was leaving. Yeah, we were, were, we were, we were up and then we were done. It yeah. happened so quickly. All yeah. of a sudden, you're down five, 28 <laughs> seconds left. Yeah, They're putting the rope. They're starting to put the rope. They wheel the trophy out. And, uh, and then LeBron misses a three. And the first crazy thing that happened was uh, there's four spurs under the basket in a square, yeah. and all of them missed the rebound. I think all of them might have touched it. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it was, I don't know who touched it, but I know it came down, or it, yeah. It, it like was, seven people yeah, it was on the a court brick. touched it was a the ball. Yeah, it was a brick. It was, it was terrible. If it would have hit the rim any other way, they probably would have get the rebound, right. and now we're in deeper trouble. So D-Wade comes D in and grabs it. Get a, yeah, get a Back handle on Brian, it. Back to he makes it. Yeah. So now you're down two. Yeah. And you foul Kawhi. Mm-hmm. And he was shooting the free throw. Our set was right behind the basket. And I I got to say, man, sometimes I don't know how athletes do it. The crowd was like everybody's standing and just yelling at him, trying to distract him. And yeah. it was so intense. And, and even Magic was like, you know, he had a look <laughs> on his face. I didn't think he had any chance of making those. He missed the first, but he actually made the made second. Made the second. That first one was always tough, one. Ooh. And one thing I noticed when when that happens, the, you can feel shaking. Yeah, you can yeah. feel it in the arena. So when Absolutely. you're shooting those free throws, and I've never shot any free throws more important than that, but I've shot some important ones. Yeah. The sometimes the basket moves. Yeah. Sometimes you're moving, and it's like, man, it is definitely loud in here. I'm and my hand is shaking. Because the stadium is shaking, and that's yeah. that man, you're supposed to make it. <laughs> that's that's tough. I would have bet my life he was gonna miss both, yeah. Because you're right, the you could feel the earth kind of moving. <laughs> it did seem like the basket wasn't totally man, straight, the basket moves, and everyone's just yelling at the top of their lungs at him. Mm-hmm. And it's 20,000 people, yeah, that's a lot of noise. And I was just like, How's this guy gonna do it? And he was like 21 years old, yeah. Even well, him making the second one, I thought was an achievement. Our, our game plan and which is crazy to say, but 
the the thing in the huddle was like, hey, if we can foul anybody, the worst foul shooter is Kawhi Leonard at sixty nine and a half percent. Yeah. You know, that's that's a it's know, still seven it's, out of ten. It, yeah, yeah, it's still seven out of ten. And he got the ball and we fouled him. So I mean it just kinda worked out. Did you think so you're in that timeout with five down five, twenty eight left, and everybody's defeated. Yeah, I could, we were watching it from For a moment, yeah. Yeah. They, so at that point <laughs> you because you had had that was the same year that twenty seven game winning streak. Yeah. And people, LeBron had come out the first couple months and was shooting 60% for two months. Yeah, he was going crazy. And it was like, oh my God, what is happening? (laughs) And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, we're going to lose the finals. This is it. What the hell is happening? But all of this is happening during a three-minute timeout. Like, What are you thinking in that moment? First was like, oh, oh no. Yeah. Because um, the whole sequence was, Tony Parker had the ball. Our game plan at the time was um, to put, I think, Brian on the four. Yeah. That way we could switch to pick and roll and have him on Tony late clock. It happened. No, on the five. Yeah, yeah. And we switched. He gets on. He gets on. You know, their play breaks down. He's switched on Tony. I'm like, yes, this is what we want. He hits a step back three. Right. We get shocked. So then we turn it over. They score. We turn it over. They score. And then it's like, oh, no. Then they turn over again. I think we missed a shot or turn. I can't remember what happened. And then they have the ball up five. And and then so we call a timeout. And you kind of snap out of it. And you realize, I realized at the time that they start bringing those ropes out and everything. And then I was like, man. And, And so I start getting flashbacks to Dallas. Yeah. And so, you know, we're kind of getting going through PTSD at the time. Right. <laughs> I'm shell shocked pretty bad. We go over and sit down. I start looking at everybody. Everybody's looking down. Brian is biting, biting the hell out of his nails. You know, and is I'm that a like, good sign or a bad sign? Uh, it's not good at that time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good at that time. He, it's just the way he's doing it. It right. was more like. I don't know. He's chewing more. It's yeah. like Brian. There's no nail left. Yeah, though. he's just getting the skin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and D is kind of everybody's just kind of got that thousand yard stare. Yeah, and uh, and so I, I sit down and I'm just kind of just looking at everybody else. And I always tell this story to to friends and everything. But my wife, she sits courtside. Yeah, um, she was not looking at me, and. For whatever reason, she started standing up and clapping. And so that snapped me back into it and was like, okay, we got the ball. We need a three, you know. And Wow, this is what an inspiring story about marriage. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Yeah. She's in there too. This is I'm telling about you, unbelievable. <laughs> this is like Adrian Balboa and Rocky yeah, Three. It is, she man. got Rocky hey, back. Man, you, yeah. She got Rocky back, man. They make those movies for a reason. <laughs> And she stood up clapping, and she wasn't even looking at me. Yeah, she could have looked at me with the you know puppy dog eyes and be like, "It'll be okay." Right. But she, I don't even, I don't even know what she was looking at. She was just looking like toward the other basket. Yeah. Was so clapping. then, so you get that you missed the three to tie it. You get the rebound. Ray's backpedaling, mm. and because he's a psycho, he knows exactly where the out of yeah. bounds is and the three point line. He yeah. knows the number of he footsteps. He is the court, <laughs> and he's shooting that because I rooted for him in Boston. Even as he's going backwards, 
I was like, he's gonna make this. Like, I just, I honestly <laughs> felt like he was gonna make it. Out Didn't you feel the same way? Out. Yeah, uh, it was like, oh my god. You know what? This it, is going it just in. happened so fast. So it was like, you know, I told you slow motion. I was able to get the rebound, and I was able to watch the flight of the ball yeah. because nobody. They ended up switching and kind of got stuck, and and so Tony Tony Parker sniffed out the play we were running, but it was almost like he was too smart. Yeah, because he sniffed the play, and then Brian still caught it anyway. But Boris Diaz stepped up as well, and they both kind of had him, so that allowed me a free track but to the basket. We should mention there was no Tim Duncan in the game, which was a massive mistake no by one of the great coaches ever. No Tim Duncan. Oh, yeah, I mean, probably would have wanted to have the greatest power forward of all time in the game for yeah, the biggest rebound of the game. Yeah, I'm sure that Pop, I'm sure Pops is probably you uh, know, I'm sure you know he, coaches. That's what they do they when think he's like about 85. He'll be thinking about that. One. He's like, oh my god, why didn't they got Duncan? And yeah. then the other crazy thing that happened, which I didn't even realize, I did a podcast with Steve Kerr like four months ago, and he was saying, so Ray Allen makes it, mm -hmm. everyone goes crazy, and the Spurs had actually numbers and an advantage, and they had Parker, who was the fastest guy on the court, and yeah. were inbound the bottom, but the ref stopped it because they wanted to make sure Ray they Allen, did. the feet were in. They did. And Popovich, is, if you He's watch the game, was going crazy because he was like, we had Tony Parker with five seconds left, foot race down the court, maybe gets we to the back, rim. We were back, though. We had Allen in the Brown corner. Were you back at that point? I was back. Because everybody kind of like stopped for a minute. All right. And then we was like, and then I heard. Don't tell Popovich because I think he thinks he still got screwed. <laughs> but I heard somebody go, go. I can't. I don't know if it was go, go. Spurs or Pop. But, you know, we were like, wow. Oh, no, get back. You know, yeah. and we started to get back. Then they stopped it. They probably would have still had numbers. <laughs> yeah. And and fast Tony Parker. Yeah, who and was great Tony that Parker. Series. And he was, he was phenomenal. He, he probably, you know, they would have had, they definitely would have had a, you know, made a play. Um, so then you win an OT, game yeah. seven, the Spurs, incredible amount of heart considering what happened to them. And yeah. they're in the game with like a minute left. And this was on the basket we were sitting at too. Mm -hmm. Duncan misses a shot he's probably made a hundred million times. Yeah, running, little running, like running, seven, running hook. Little like six footer, little jump hook. <laughs> was it over you or was it no, over it was, somebody else? it was Shane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over Shane. Yeah. He's made it a million times and somehow it doesn't go in. And he, I remember he got a tip too. Yeah, yeah, and yeah he, missed he got the his tip, hand on it. And he runs back, and Tim Duncan, who never has emotion ever, he <laughs> runs back, gets to midcourt, and he goes down, he slams the floor. Yeah. And I was like, that's it. They Miami just won. <laughs> that was like the little moment. But yeah, man, they still had a shot though. After that, they still had a couple plays, and uh, we were able to, you know, stop them and everything. And nobody's ever gone to the cliff in a series in the finals and actually won the series like that, in my opinion. As somebody no, who's, it doesn't happen. I, I don't think anybody's ever come closer to losing and actually pulled it out. <laughs> yeah, than not that. in the finals usually. And I don't even know what else could happen that would make it crazier than that, except for somebody like hitting a half court shot or something to tie the game. Well, yeah, that, that probably I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, it was definitely stressful. I didn't want to play basketball after that anymore. It was crazy. I was like, man, <laughs> let's go to the beach. Yeah, I, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> It's not fun anymore. And then you your know? account was like, here's how much they're paying you next year. Like, all right, I can do it. I'll do it again. I mean, yeah, all right, right, I'm right, going on a nice I'll vacation and that's cool. But, oh, my God, it was it was stressful. Then the next year, you know, they mopped us up easy. Yeah, they got know? They, they went got to another busy, level man. those last few games. <laughs> yeah, they got busy. They bro. do that. I thought we were going to win. When we won game two. I'm like, yeah. we're going to three-peat. We're going to be up there, you know, with the three-peaters. And 
He's like, uh, you know, not so fast, man. We've uh, we're inspired right now. <laughs> they were locked in. They were moving the ball like insanely, and the way they were playing is really how most people are playing now. Yeah. It was it was they were kind of foreshadowing where basketball was going with the space. Yeah, they but spaced no you guys out. Though. No turnovers. Well, one thing that was they figured out the space with two traditional bigs. That's like. That, that's that a lost art. That yeah. doesn't happen as much. I think Golden State is pretty good with it, but it's not traditional big. You know, that yeah. that's like I want to see JaVel McGee and David West, you know, with that spacing, but they've got their thing and it works. It helped that Boris could hit threes. Yeah, he yeah Boris played bit. unbelievably. Boris was great that he, he, he Yeah, he couldn't miss. We didn't know if he was going to pass it or shoot it. <laughs> yeah. And he, he played, you know, phenomenal basketball. But, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see. Um, those aspects in the league today but uh, I think Golden State was kind of sitting back watching that series and was like hmm Hmm. what is this yeah we got you know the best of both teams and we've got these aliens who can you know shoot threes from half court yeah let's do this right and I mean to watch them play now is is amazing basketball because they have four all-stars but the ball is moving at a high high pace and it never sticks. I mean, it's two, three seconds and it's on to the next one. And it helps that, yeah, your next situation is Kevin Durant coming off and pin down. And if he doesn't have it, it's a Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry screen and roll. You know, so they're always just putting you in situations 22 seconds into, you know, uh, with 22 seconds left in the shot clock. And it's, it's fast. It also helps to have... Three of the greatest, like nine shooters of all time. On yeah, the court it's pretty at the same cool time. to have 50, it's pretty, 40, it's 90. It's kind of an guys. advantage. <laughs> uh, I pass it to him too. Yeah. But I'd be, man, I'd be, you know, Dray, they give Draymond a tough time. I'd be passing to, I'm a facilitator, man. You see these guys? I'm passing it to them. Let's take a quick break. We're going to take a break to talk about Amazon Music, the simplest way to listen to the music you love. Discover tens of millions of songs, including the hottest new releases and thousands of curated playlists and stations across all your devices. And all you have to do is ask for them. No ads, no limits, no interruptions. Find them at the tip of your tongue. If you're having friends overnight, just ask to play music for a dinner party. Shout out your favorite bands or your favorite years. Or if you're playing a song you enjoy and you want to hear more of it, simply say, Alexa, play more like this. Engaging with music has never been more natural, simple, and fun. They asked me to make a playlist, so I did. And I think they thought I was just going to throw some songs together. I take playlists very seriously, and I ended up putting up a, a playlist called Post Lithium, 2002 to 2005, all the alternative music that was kind of after the generation that I loved with uh, basically the alternative era of the 90s. But then there was this great 2002 to 2005 era, and uh, I put 26 of my favorite songs on there. You're going to have to find them. It is on Amazon. New customers, start your 30-day free trial at AmazonMusic.com. That is AmazonMusic.com. Renews automatically, cancels anytime. Hey, the recapables. I told you about that Atlanta season two. And you know what else goes up Friday morning for us? NBA Desktop. The hottest show on the internet right now. That's what we like to say. Jason Concepcion breaks down everything going on in the NBA. It's like it's like talk soup crossed with uh one of Jason's crazy Twitter videos, crossed with I don't know what. And uh and there's always a lot to talk about. You can find it on the ringer.com slash videos on our main page on jason's twitter feed on the ringers twitter feed all that stuff it's really good and uh 
And I'm proud of the dudes that make that one because I like it. Seven great minutes of content. All right. Speaking of great content, back to Chris Bosch. The Warriors, the parallels with with them and the stuff you went through in Miami. Steve Kerr goes into the season this year talking about how difficult it's going to be. This is going to be so hard. Yeah. This is going to be the hardest thing we've ever done. Yeah. It's so hard to do this four straight finals. He told us we couldn't three-peat, and we were like, man, what does he know? He's right. You yeah. Know? He's right. So I actually thought, I don't know if that was the right strategy. And then next time I have mine, I really want to ask him whether he would play it that way again. Because in, in a way, he kind of gave them a crutch to to throw away the random game on a Tuesday night because yeah. it's, oh, coach told us <laughs> we were going to be tired. Um, but you went through this. What... So year one, obviously, you're going all out. Yeah. You you blow the finals. You're yeah. up 15 in game two. You seem like you're headed for a sweep, and yeah. it just snowballs. It goes out of control. You we get experience. We gained experience. You gained the experience. <laughs> year two, you, you get over the hump. Yeah. Year three, you pull it out. Yeah. And by the end of year four, those last couple rounds, we you guys get look there. shot. We're good enough to get there, but we're just not good enough. So what So what changes? Explain the... Uh, Injuries. Um you know, teamwork. Um, not to say that we weren't, you know, working together, but just sometimes it's tougher. It gets tougher and tougher to do your job and to get fresh, you yeah. know, to get your mind fresh. I remember being in the playoffs and it just seemed like another game. The playoffs, like the first round, it's like you need it's like you need that adrenaline shot. The other team, it's like the yeah, biggest game of their life. Yeah, and you're you just... have to have that thing. Yeah. And by the time you you can't cheat the process, you know, you have to be a certain particular way um, when you get to the finals. And we were not it. And we had injuries. Guys weren't playing well, was having tough playoff runs. You know, it's that just, is starting to get old that year. 2014. Yeah, but, right? you yeah. know, I, man, I mean, look, that guy's man, a word. He went six. He, he went six for seven in game seven. You know, after, after oh, yeah. they buried him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was done. And, you know, he's one of the greatest of all time to me because I watched him, you know, come through in in big situations where nobody believed in him, nobody cared. He wasn't playing. He wasn't playing. Yeah, they he benched his And ass. it was just like, damn, man, Shane, he couldn't hit anything. And I remember we were getting up shots, and you could tell he was just having a rough time because he still was working just as hard, and even it was translating into his practice. He missed shots that he'd normally make, and – I mean, he was just in a tough place mentally, but to break through um, and come through, that's he doesn't get enough recognition for that. I remember I was standing. Mm. I used to go stand on the court early because I loved watching everybody warm up, and you could also find little tidbits. And Shane was over there for one thing when he wasn't playing. Yeah, he was like, he "Was like you all right?" And he's like. I don't know, man. I was like, "Are you? What are they telling you about you not playing?" He's like, "Not telling me anything." And I was like, "Can I say that on TV?" He's like, "I don't care." I'm like, "All right." I was like, "Whoa, this is getting he was, serious." He was shot, man. He was, he was pissed. He was shot, yeah. And I mean, and, he wasn't. Yeah, I mean, he moved out of the uh, rotation, and I mean, it just it just kind of everybody has their own things going at that time because yeah. everybody is against the wall. So yeah, the coaches probably didn't handle it the right way. Or maybe they handled it the perfect way because he went six for seven in game seven. Who knows? It's just a a, a brain tease. You know, you'll never know. Never know. Um, But you know, he came. He came through when it was time. And so guys like that, I I feel that they need their their moment in sports, man. And I know he gets it, but just watching him battle through 
uh, something as tough as that, it was amazing. So, yeah, the next year, yeah, I mean, it's tough. <laughs> you, I don't know if the NBA is really built for a team to make the finals four straight times unless you have some sort of fortuitous, amazing roster thing, which you guys had. Yeah. And now Golden State has it too. Yeah. Just in general, like, you know, everything I've ever read about this stuff and anyone I've ever talked to, it's just the grind of – when yeah, you get to that lot, fourth man. finals, man, it, and you're playing nine months a year for four straight years. It's and we just had a ridiculous. lockout, so that kind of, those two months probably. Right. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's the only reason we were able to do that four years in a row. I mean, but the lockout was its own special crazy part because we still played 60 games. and 66? Yeah, it was crazy. That year was insane. And plus you played like 20 playoff games, so you're playing like. Yeah. 83, we were, 84 games in let's go. <laughs> six months. But, yeah, we um, we were motivated. I don't think it was anything stopping us that year. I think sometimes you work your way. If you're so motivated as a team, it doesn't matter. If, if a dude says, hey, you got to mop the floors at 6 a.m., you'll be there at 5.55 every morning because you're motivated. Well, what do you remember from that first year now? Because um, we talked about it a little when you were on my HBO show, but, like, to be the villains – it didn't seem like any of you guys were prepared for that. No. You, you were like, oh, we're going to do this. And everybody's going to understand. it'll be great. People love it. Yeah. And it was the complete opposite. People complete, were like, fuck those guys. Complete opposite, man. I mean, it, it took me for a loop because I was coming from Toronto. So I'm essentially like damn near like the foreign exchange to And like, hey, I'm in America. And everybody's right. like, shut up. You know? <laughs> Yo, who cares? Yeah. Nobody cares. And, you know, uh, we I didn't know that the whole parade thing. We didn't plan that. You know, so not the, one, the team not two. I got some good jokes out of that. And one. yeah, I mean, not but one, at the time, two. it's like fun, and, and 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 I'm like, yeah, that's what we're here to do. We're here to win championships. That's our mind frame. We're not here to. We're here to win them all. And then people just kind of, you know, you give it to the the people, and they can do what they want with it. And and yeah, that was an easy one. Walked right into that one. It's really tough when you hit that <laughs> when you hit that point where people are just like fuck those guys and you, yeah i mean you, we, it's really hard to but walk you don't see that it coming back. though no I, that's what i mean but yeah, once you don't it see happens it you're like oh shit now what do we do yeah it's like oh oh okay and then i was rooting against a- you guys i loved it i was like <laughs> I, I hope those guys go 40 and 42 <laughs> it was hard i mean we yeah we were you know right at 500 um mid-november and we're expecting we have expectations but it's not happening like that and we kind of are don't know how to be a team yet. Well, you, we still had At that point, chill. Wade was still at the top of yeah, his powers. Yeah, he was playing very well. And LeBron was LeBron. LeBron was how LeBron. Do you, how did these guys figure this out? I don't know, man. I mean, you have to have conversations. And I mean, um, you have to eventually realize some things. And then we did. But then that formula wasn't the one that works. So then we were humbled. Uh, we got a good... We, we learned what it was. We learned the pain that, you know, Dirk... And uh, Jason Terry went through, and Jason Kidd went through multiple times. They had that thing that you need to get over. The Isaiah, hump. I mean, it's almost everybody. Yeah. Larry Bird had it. It's almost yeah. everybody who was great in the NBA went through you, it once. You have a moment where you're just like, you don't want to leave your house, and you don't want to come outside because everybody knows you failed. Yeah, um, and and that's one of the things that you have to beat, and you see how it can destroy some people. Yeah, how you'll never be the same basketball player again, but. You, you, that it's a part of it. It's a part of what we do. So we've got to dust ourselves off and come back the next year. Were you worried about LeBron? 
Because I went to all those games and he something happened to him in that Dallas series, and it was like, wow, <laughs> did, did did has he been broken by? Yeah, I mean, by he had basketball moments. fans. Yeah, he had moments. I mean, it's like it's everything you want to do, and 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 you think that. I remember we were shooting one time. Uh, we went back at night. I used to go back every night, and we were shooting, <clears throat> and he was there too. And so I was watching him shoot, and he was, you know, he just seemed like something was on his mind. And, you know, I said, hey, man, look, we've got two games at home to win an NBA championship. We good. And he said, yeah, you're right, but everybody, you know, wants me to fail. Yeah. And I felt the same way. So, you know, we had a conversation and talked deeper, but it's just like, dang, you know, I mean, yeah, it's tough to beat. And nobody got it like he got it. Nobody. <laughs> the decision made people crazy. Yeah, I, mean, I include nobody myself. Got it. Yeah, and nobody got it like he got it. So, yeah, yeah it was at that point where it's, it comes down to this and your back is against the wall and you, you're going to react. We're all human. And um, it happened. Um, I was I, I think I wasn't too worried because everything happened so fast. I got married that summer. Yeah. So I couldn't be down too long. And I think when we had um, our wedding, it was a great party and everybody came and that kind of got us back into like a good feeling, you know, because everybody was there and it was just a huge party. We tore Miami up. Yeah. <laughs> had a great time. And that kind of that was our first time seeing each other since the finals. And then everybody was just, you know, the spirit was back a little bit. And then 2012, I went to the Boston game. Boston goes up 3-2. Yeah. 2012 Eastern Finals with this pretty old team that was on its last <laughs> run. But they felt like they were in LeBron's head and they owned LeBron. And Garnett and Pierce were talking so much shit to him in Miami. Yeah. And they really felt like we've broken this guy. We have him. And they come to Boston for game six and LeBron plays one of the best games I've ever that's, seen. In my that's life. all it's about, man. Yeah. I mean, you have to and that's why I'm excited to see Golden State. I wanna see you know, I wanna see their backs against the wall. No offense to them, they're a great team, but I wanna see how they respond when it's tight. Because that's a part of the process. You yeah. know, you have to you can't cheat that. And They've been great, and I want to see how far they get pushed because that's a part of life. It's a part of sports, you know, who who rises to the occasion in those moments. They kind of had those moments a couple times, but not like, I don't know, man. So they had OKC game, <laughs> game six OKC. Clay just had got super hot and yeah. carried them. Yeah, they did come back. They had the 3-1 come back. And then I was like, okay, but I want more. So game, <laughs> you, know, you want more stories. Game seven, they got tight. Mm -hmm. Last six minutes, the game slows down, mm -hmm. and they miss everything. Yeah, and then LeBron has the block. Yeah, Kyrie makes the one three. Like, Cleveland oh. didn't even really play that well the last six minutes, but they got those two plays, and that was the difference. They grind. They were that grinded out uh, boxer. They put him on the yeah. ropes, and then you know it's like, oh man, what's going on? And he hit a three, and but that's what you want on the road. You, all you can ask for is a very close game. You want to muck it up a little bit, and then you know if you have a play to it comes down to that. That's your thing, and that worked out perfect for Cleveland. Yeah. Um, Would you like? Do you like big wins on the road or at home more? Cause home's people, funner. You can go right home. You know, you don't have to. It's know, it's funny because some people love, like Larry Bird was like my favorite is when we went on the road. 
I love how quiet it gets. It's fun. I like it's, going into the tunnel. Everybody shuts up. Yeah, and it's he's different. like, I like that. Yeah, it's different. Do we ever close a series? I don't know if we ever close a series out on the road. Maybe like once, but it was yeah. We closed did. like one of those Indiana. Yeah, it, but it wasn't like a big deal. It was like okay, yeah. you're you supposed to. You you get the ones like okay, like in the regular season when you quiet everybody. It's like uh, yeah, but that's just to get back to normal so you can the have best, a normal night. <laughs> the best one you had was that game six in Boston on the road. I think yeah, that was that I mean, was like if you lose that one, now you've blown. No, it's over. We already yeah. know it's over. I mean, we knew we you're knew probably what it getting was. traded. Somebody's getting traded. Somebody's getting traded. We yeah, we getting, we understood in that yeah. locker room what it meant. We, we we knew. I mean, because we're close friends. So it's like, hey, man. This could be it. <laughs> yeah, you know what happens if we lose. And there's nothing else to say. So, did you expect that from LeBron, though? No. What he did in that, like, the level I, he went to. I was to. too concentrated. I was thinking, how am I going to perform? Because you got crazy KG. You're gonna, you're yeah, going I mean, we're in Boston. Forget everything else. Forget the team they have. Forget you know all those other things we're playing the champs in boston yeah so i mean in an elimination game and we have to win and we got to win one more after that yeah so we're just trying to get home and that kind of i mean it, it kind of puts you in a place where there's nothing else to say i just remember me just trying to you know get together because I, I had an injury yeah so i'm i'm in pain but i i'm like okay what, yeah, what was I it do? your shoulder was messed up growing Oh, that's a, yeah. It was a growing injury. I remember you hit a giant three in Game Seven that I'm still pissed off about. Which it was, it was like two Game Seven in Miami. <laughs> well, there was one. Yeah, maybe you hit two. <laughs> yeah, it was two. I was like, I thought this guy was hurt. What the hell? <laughs> what happened to hey, injured man. Chris Bosh? It came back. Why is man? he making threes? <laughs> I told my I told my friend, my best friend. I was that shooter around that morning. And Brian has a game. We get back home, and I remember just being a shooter around. Everything I was shooting was going in, and we were at uh, lunch. I just said, "Man, I just think I'm. A, I just feel I'm really gonna have a big game tonight. I'm. I'm not missing tonight." I think I told him like in a confident way. He was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever, man." And so, I mean, I I was still feeling it, and so every time I touched it, I was like, "Yo, I'm just gonna shoot it." And then usually it was twos that I was shooting. That's when I first started shooting threes. Moving back. Yeah, because I was like, I'm so comfortable. I'm just going to, you know, do these steps back because I've worked on it so much. And Brian being unselfish the way he is, he was able to find me because I don't think they right. thought he was going to move it uh, the way he did. And it wasn't anything else to think about. I'm, I'm, we I'm almost stole that series from you. We were right there. <laughs> yeah, it was scary, it was man. I mean, that old ass Celtic team in Rondo. <laughs> it's great, but you know, it's like you get to those points, man, where it's like, golly, these guys are still great, and we're trying to be great. So they're trying to taste, you taste the victory again, and they they know what they want, and they're trying, they know what it takes to get there, and they put us in that position. And I mean, by that time, we were kind of just like, man. This is the situation. It really doesn't matter. We've got to go in game six and and get this thing. And then you just kind of watch, you know, a guy just go crazy. I remember I was just thinking like, yeah, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Then it's like, okay, then bucket. All right, bucket. Because I'm underneath the basket going for yeah. rebounds. Bucket. Like, man, that's good too. But like, what is going on? <laughs> and that was we were able to get back. Oh, man. <clears throat> the crowd – 
it just became grim by midway through the second <laughs> quarter. The crowd, everybody there is like, we're winning. Yeah. We're going to break the heat. This is done. Oh, this is going to be a heat worst. funeral. That would have been the worst. Oh, we would have danced on the graves. Yeah, that would have killed so, our careers right there. Oh, my there. God. Get we wanted lot of, it. There's a lot of bodies in Boston, man. We I wanted think. it. <laughs> Under TD Waterhouse in the old oh, uh, Square Stadium, man. It's it's a lot of a lot of ghosts there, man. They, they finished off a lot of guys. Do you feel... Uh, now that a couple years have passed, do you feel cheated that your the run was so fast? Because we're talking, you start playing, you sign in July 2010, and by June uh-huh. 2014, it's basically over. Rap, yeah. And you never had, you never got to go through that back old, at 500. Like even the Celtics, <laughs> like that that 2012 team, that was year five. Yeah. And that was like, now nah, they're done. Oh, actually, there's a lot of pride left with these guys, right. and. They were right back again. Yeah, like, you never yeah. really, you guys never had that chapter. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes it's a quick read, but I think that's one of the things that makes it cool. Looking back at it, um, it's like a blip. Yeah, it's just a blip, and it's kind of just this moment in time. And now in the barbershop conversations, we don't get to compete against that uh, Warriors team, and and now forever. It's just gonna be who was better, who would have beat who. Yeah, I just want to compete. I would just would have loved to play those guys because it was gonna happen, right? Yeah. But you know, it's just kind of an open ended thing. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it just kind of goes on, man. I mean, uh, a lot of things happen. I mean, me and my position now, looking back on it, it's like, well, you know, it's, it's, that's the way. It's, I guess it's supposed to be because that's the story, right? And um, yeah, usually guys get that extended run. They get that first blitz and then after that they get the time where they're holding on for dear life uh yeah we didn't get that as a group but um it was still a hell of a ride what was the best what was the peak of the peak uh, of how good you guys were what do you when you look back at that you're like the win streak march yeah, that's what i feel like too. March, just watch it from afar yeah march we had the best player Playing, playing the best, the best he could basketball play basketball yeah. on the best team with the best guys, in my opinion. I think that year we were, that was uh, the best. I, yeah, like NBA 2K, if they put that team, that's the team, I think, um, that year. Um, during that time, it was, it was a great time. It just felt like we couldn't lose. And even, I remember being down 20 so many times. Yeah. <laughs> and it drove Spoke crazy. He hated it. And it was funny. I was talking to uh, Fizdale a few weeks ago about it. And he said, man, you know, we were getting so mad. And just after a while, I just said, supposed to sit down, man. Hey, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one that one time we were down 27 in Cleveland and came back and won. And that yeah. was a part. It was like 15 or something like that. And, and, you know, it just kept going. It was just one of those fun, special times that um, I think we were just at our best. And, yeah. You know, highly motivated. And physically gifted. It was incredible to watch. I do think it almost cost you guys the title, though, because it turned into when you hit around 15, 16. After that, every game was a playoff game. Yeah, and you're playing playoff games in March when nobody gives a shit. Now, now people are resting in March. They they want no part of that. (laughs) Yeah, man, take a seat. Yeah, it's whack. The young fellas they resting rookies now. Like rest a rookie? What? What? Yeah, rest. He don't need rest. The rookie he just got here. The rookie wall's coming. Yeah, run him in the wall. This is part of it. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, now I mean, then yeah, everybody wanted to beat us, but it made it fun. But then of course, like when when it got broken, we went to Chicago. We you know we kind of knew like all right, come that's on, gonna be a tough let's, one. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be a tough one. They rested their guys. I think we played on like a Thursday. Nobody played Tuesday. Yeah. And we knew Tibbs was, he was going to be ready. He's a competitor. I so. think I wrote after, and I think I stand by it. I think that was the best regular season game I've ever seen. <laughs> it was literally like a game seven. Yeah. And it was intense, You just don't man. get that in March. Yeah. It was like, you guys didn't want the street dead, and they really wanted to break it. Yeah, I mean, it kind of turns into this thing because the media starts to ask, oh, is it a thing? And as athletes, no, we're just one game at a time, probably. Like yeah, it's all bullshit. Houston, of course. Yeah. But then you have to do it. You have to say the, 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 you know, typical things to so you can stay on track with your mind and what you need to do. And then, like, yeah, it comes down to a, you, you, you're competitive. You don't want the streak to be broken. We want to break the big streak. We're Yeah, we're talking right. about it yeah. amongst ourselves. But, you know, it's tough, man. Well, it hit a point where that became this. I, I'm not surprised that you felt like that was a signature moment of those four years because I feel like it was too. That and the Ray Allen shot are the two things. Yeah. It's weird. The OKC series has gotten lost in the sense of history. And meanwhile, like those first four games are really good. Um, yeah. OKC played well. I think people now remember it as a five game pounding. It wasn't like that. Nah, they won it was game not one. At all. They won they game ended one. They had three we got future out of their, MVPs in that team. Yeah, we got out of that game two. Yeah. LeBron uh, got the cramps in that one game. Yeah. And, game and, three, we beat him. Game four, that's when LeBron got the cramps. But um, I don't know if anybody remembers. They jumped on us. Yeah. In the first quarter, they were up uh, 17, 18 points really quick. And we had to come back from that. And then LeBron goes down, and Mario Chalmers made a big play. And uh, yeah, it was it was not easy. Then game five, it was like you know I was playing the eye of the tiger. Game five, all day. it was done at that. Yeah, point. I was. Yeah. I, we were. Yeah, it was. Nah, it wasn't happening. They were too young. They, they, well, they, they were, were young, and away. we had that taste. Yeah, we knew what it meant. They might not have known exactly what it meant. They were probably like, "Hey, we're going to get back to Oklahoma City." We're like, "No, we're not going back." You know, and that's kind of I said that when we won game two. Like, we're not coming back here. I love when people talk about now, like, oh, my God, Golden State and Houston. There would be so many great players on the court. And I'm like, go check out the 2012 finals. Yeah. You was. had LeBron in, <laughs> at peak of his powers, Wade and Bosh. And then on the other team, Durant, Harden, Westbrook, and Ibaka. Yeah. Like that's, I don't know. That's pretty good. No, they were Call talented, crazy. everybody. But, yeah, for them, they were just 21 and yeah, 22 at the time. You yeah. know, and, and and then even KD, he knew what he had, but I think Russ was figuring out like, oh is, yeah, you know, he was starting to get his formula together. Well, what and, you didn't know was that they were going to trade Harden in three months, and then you yeah, didn't have to worry about them. That again. was that was crazy. He was the key to the series for us. Yeah, he he we you we looked them. at him. Yeah, we had to stop him because we were like, okay, they're top two guys. They're, they're getting probably going to get there. Yeah. So they're going to get yeah fifty combined points. We just can't have fifty percent shooting. Harden. If you look at all their games, especially when they beat the Spurs that year, he, he was the point them. guard. Yeah, he was handling the ball, and that allowed KD and uh, Russ to play off the ball. Yeah, he was the guy making the plays, and that's that's pretty. That's what do you do? <laughs> he he was a young guy who did not play well in that finals, yeah. and I don't think people. I think that made people not realize how good he was. He just had a bad finals. Oh, He's we, going to get to LeBron James in we, his prime. Yeah, we and you guys attacked good. him the whole finals. We, we were on him like yeah. a dog on a bone. Man. It's probably the best thing that ever happened to him. <laughs> yeah, it is because he knows, um, you know, how that stress can get to you. Because we're like, okay, 
we're going to trap him every single time. We're not letting him yeah. have any open looks. And he might get some, but you watch him, they be in and out. Easy shot, he misses it. That's and as a player, when that happens to you, you're kind of like, Ugh, you and know? then on D, whoever he was guarding, you were attacking him. Yeah, with. we were attacking him, and yeah. they, they were switching him on Brian. And Brian was putting that's like no fair. I mean, yeah. I don't care who's down there. If it's on me, I you know he's I'm gonna ask for a double team or help. Right. You know, so they kind of put him out there on an the island, and we were able to take advantage of it. And you know, just those little opportunities we understood how to take advantage of those yeah. now i'm sure kd russ Harden. now they know god and i'm interested to see how they're going to utilize that knowledge um one last thing on lebron you you were with him at his absolute apex as a basketball player mm-hmm. um what was the most amazing thing you saw him do it was for a while during that win streak at the beginning of the win streak when it was like eight or nine or something like that. He would come out every third quarter and have like a 20-point third quarter for like two weeks. <laughs> really? It was crazy. On the road. We were on a road trip. Like intentionally? I don't know. I mean, it just happened. I don't know. I can't even desc- – yeah, the only way I can describe it is he would come out and we – you know, it would be like a one-point game, two-point game. And then he would just start shooting threes like he was out there by himself and he hit three in a row, four in a row, sometimes five. Just take the game over and have 20 points like that. Yeah. And we'd be up 15, 20 points. <laughs> it was and easy. And that was it. Yeah, it was easy. It was like you just end up watching him kind of perform. And, I mean, just kind of that, just just being able to see um, both him and Dwayne, I admired them so much because I was able to kind of see – what they did to work on their games and see what you, what kind of tricks they had and the moves that they used and that motivated me to get better and um, work on you know expanding my game and getting a lot better at the things I can do and the things I can bring to the team. You really hit the lottery with that one. Getting yeah. that free agency. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, being we're at the lucky. same time with that. I mean, LeBron's <laughs> one of the three best players ever. Yeah, we're, we're the lucky, fourth best man. shooting guard of all time. Yeah, I mean, and it's funny. We're we're we're. I, pl- I played in high school against LeBron. I remember yeah. seeing him early, and um, you don't think about those moments. You just kind of, you kind of just go and hope to make the league, and everybody's off on their own story, and then you get an opportunity and. It's not easy at first, especially the first year. We had to learn how to gel and and learn how to deal with the pressure. And we had to learn nobody cares. You know, nobody cares about your your hopes and dreams, bro. And I'm going to tell that to the athletes now. (laughs) Nobody cares. Get over it and just win. All right, that wraps up part one. If you want to hear part two, we are putting that up tomorrow. Thanks to ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. My listeners can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Thanks to Simply Safe and their brand new home security system, completely rebuilt and redesigned with cutting-edge safeguards for everything from bats to power outages. Smaller, faster, stronger than ever before. And what's truly remarkable, you still get 24-7 protection for only $15 a month, no contract. Supplies are limited. Visit SimplySafeBS.com. Simply Safe with two eyes. Part two tomorrow, Chris Bosch. And if you missed the Jimmy Kimmel Cousin Tao podcast earlier this week, it was really good. So it was the Charlie Warzel podcast about internet culture. I don't know what else I can do, people. I just give you free podcasts, and they're all really good. You're welcome. I'll see you tomorrow.